going to do a quick 10-minute tip today, um, and Theo is going to help us improve our deadlift. So why don't you just kind of start firing off, man? How What is like, have you found to be a, a go-to source to help us improve our deadlift? Hip extension and, and drills to improve that. And, and, and the reason why is because I, I see, you know, a lot of people who, especially when I get new clients, um, and even those who have been with me for a long time, um, constantly, even those people who still get into great hip extension, I'm still going to implement drills as fillers um, or in their warmups that uh, that still address that because um, you know I think that it's a good habit to get in even though you're already there. Right. Um, but you know I, I, sh- I shot a video uh, yesterday and. Uh, it was on the the half kneeling hip flexor stretch. So I mean, you can do it with one foot down. You could go uh, with the rear foot elevated. Um, you could reach up towards the ceiling with that same arm. Um, so let's let's backtrack real quick because there's probably a lot of. I know we have trainers here, so when we say hip extension and people lack it, they're like, oh yeah, of course. But for the people who maybe need to implement themselves this stuff that are working out LA Fitness 24 Hour right, Fitness right. that stuff. What is hip extension exactly, and, and why do you find that people are lacking it? Or right. what do you think people are lacking? So at the and, – and I was going to get into this stuff, but great question. So at think about the top of your deadlift, right? So when uh, when you stand tall. So not when you're bending over, but uh, that's actually hip flexion. Um, and so when you, when you stand tall and you feel like you're locking out, a lot of people will tend to – pull their shoulders back and stick their chest out kind rather flare than their rib cage right, out. Exactly. Right. Rather than pushing their hips all the way forward and squeezing their butt. Okay. Right. So there's a few things going on there that could be going on. Actually, you know, it could be, uh, you know, they lose integrity of their core, um, where they lose the tension. They might have, uh, what we call sleepy butt, um, where they can't get those glutes to activate. Right. Um, and that shit makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> sleepy butt but it's syndrome. True. <laughs> and then, I mean, think about most of America, uh, or most of the world now, people who are sitting down at computers for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day right. so tight and hip tight hip flexors. And, you know, they're, they're constantly in that shortened state. Right. So it's very hard and very difficult for those people to get full extension of those hips and really stand tall to where everything is stacked up. And what I mean by that is, is shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles, um, you know, constantly you'll see people kind of it, it almost looks like they're just sticking their butt out because they they don't have the ability to to push those hips forward and and activate their glutes right, right. so and I, and I think this is important because we talk about this a lot whether it's cardio nutrition training and progressing and all this stuff the body is so adaptive right it, no matter what you throw at it if you do the same thing every day it's going to get used to right. it it's and patterns, it's not going to improve yeah. right so a lot of people look at this they're like okay well if i bench 135 for four sets of eight for four weeks, I might get some improvements, but after a while I won't, right? Cause your body adapts. You have to add weight, but they don't think about that. That stuff you said, like they're sitting at a desk for right. seven to nine hours a day and they're in a flex position. So what do you think their body and their central nervous system gets used to doing being in that flex position, right? Constantly shoulders rolling forward. Right. I mean, and it goes, yeah, head reaction. to toe. It's yeah, not yeah. just the hips, right? So I think that's probably the biggest uh, cause, uh, I guess you could say of, of why people can't Right. extend their hips all the way through so uh what's the best way to fix it then hip extension drills okay. so i mean it could be as simple as you know laying on the ground pulling your feet into about six inches away from your butt and going about shoulder width apart and just doing a glute bridge yep. right and, and focusing on that hip extension now obviously there's a it's it's not as simple as just lifting your hips it looks that way yeah. when you see it on camera so people will go do it 
and I've actually seen people at LA Fitness do it um, in, in other big box gyms, and they're not extending their hips. Yeah. And what they tend to do, even in that super basic position, that super fundamental position, they are f- still flaring their rib cage. I was going to say, yeah, they're thinking chest tall. Yeah, and, yeah. still flaring their rib cage yep. in the most basic position. So yep. a lot of times, I mean, even when we go through um, assessments with people and, you know, we're taking them through a warm up. that's one of the first things that we include is is, right. is the hip bridge. And, you know, so I'll, I'll cue that, but I'm coaching the hell out of that. Right. Right. And it, it's not as simple as you might think. So. And I think that's a shock to people when you can yeah. coach the hell out of a, a simple bridge. A hip bridge. Yeah. Right? And I never thought that I'd and actually say that. One thing that I found when I'm actually extending all the way um, and when I realized that I was actually doing so is I actually feel my hip flexor stretch, right? Mm-hmm. So if I get to the top of a hip thrust or I get to the top of a glute bridge, I know I'm doing it properly when I actually feel a stretch in my hip flexors. And so that's a good cue for you guys out there to look for, right? Like you should feel your hip flexor stretching, especially right. if you have tight hips. Right. Obviously, someone like you that works on mobility as much might not feel that cue as much. Um, but I do think that's important. Well, it's funny you say that because not so much in my hip flexors, but in for me and the feedback that I'm getting from a lot of my clients now who have, I mean, their, their hip, their hip extension is like night and day from when they started. I mean, it could be from three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. Now, when I say, what do you feel at the top of the, of the lift? Right. People are like, my core is on fire. Oh, right. Okay, Doing a trap bar deadlift. Yeah. Right. So not only are they squeezing their butt at the top, but, I mean, their their rib cages compressed, shoulders pulled back. I mean, just like flawless position, and they're like, man, my core is screaming, and not just abs, right? I right. mean, you know, that's that's not everything right. on the torso, exactly, right? And I think that's why, like, I I hate when people they're and there's nothing wrong with sit ups because I use them too, but I think it's it's bad when people go straight to that, right? Right. Master that's a plank, training. yeah. Master a plank, master a deadlift, especially the top part of the deadlift, right? When you are stabilizing stuff. That stuff, that's why farmers carries are so effective, right? That is what's going to build that core strength. Um, so uh, the big thing is going to be hip extension drills. You said we got a half kneeling one, right? Yep. So, I mean, it's 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 super simple, but it's actually, it's it's really difficult to get into. And that's why there's different levels. And I talk about in the, in the video that I just shot. Um, and really, all you have to do is is elevate your foot. And even if you can't elevate your foot, you can just keep it on the ground. Make sure that the down knee is is lined up with lined up with your hip and you're squeezing your butt. So you really have to cue that. And I'll actually have people kind of hit their butt and make yeah. sure that, you know, is it dense? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they could reach up, but really just getting them into the good position of shoulders back, uh, compressed rib cage, squeezing their butt. And that way, I mean, but if you take, uh, if you, if you take a video or you could have somebody take a picture, you could get feedback from somebody who's, who's next to you, a partner or a friend at the gym and say, Hey, how does, you know, how do I look right? Or, you know, am I, am I still in, in hip flexion or is, you know, my butt still poking back a little bit or is it all the way forward? Right. So there's, there's different things that you have to look for because once you, once you say, okay, well, now my hips all the way forward, right? Now look at your rib cage yeah. and is your rib cage flaring, right? So there's different compensatory uh, patterns and how are you going to address that? And that's why videos, coaches, yeah. um, pictures are so powerful because you can see exactly what you're doing. Um, and then once you feel like you fix it, is something compensating or, you know, are you in a good position? It's, and it's that awareness of the body. That's right, what I right. love about bodybuilding. And, and I think that's why I tend to go towards that stuff is because – 
that's probably the biggest benefit from there is they're very aware of that, like my muscle connection. So they know what they're doing. Um, so on that hip flexor stretch, I had somebody doing it today in between their deadlifts actually. And, and he's a really big guy. So for him, I don't want him struggling to get his foot up on a bench stuff. And I have him on the floor. Do you tend to have people? Cause this is what I was doing is kind of lean into that hip. So it does get that stretch versus yep. cause if you put your back foot on a bench, almost like the bottom of a Bulgarian split squat, you're going to get that stretch regardless. Yep. Right? So I have him kind of lean into it. Um, and then one thing that's helped me a lot and has been helping my clients that I want you to cover real quick before we close this is breathing through it. And yeah. I think that's huge, right? So, um, what is your like best cue or just easiest way to describe how you can kind of breathe through it and why that helps? Well, well first of all, cause I do, I think that for the people who have heard of this or heard of this drill and are implementing into their programs tend to do it for uh, seconds. So maybe go 20 seconds per side or 30 seconds per side, um, you know, I go for reps, which is breathing, yeah. right? So the amount of breaths. And the reason why is because a lot of people, right? I mean, of course, everybody knows, right? Everybody's going to go, duh, stupid. But um, everybody knows that breathing is essential to life, right? Yeah. But when you're <laughs> in a position of extreme discomfort, which is where you should be when you're practicing this stuff, uh, especially if you're, if you're just brand new brand new to it um you know people will hold their breath yeah and you know it comes when you're when you're lifting heavy and and you know that's like 80 percent of our job is just reminding people to breathe but when you breathe through those tension points your body tends to relax yeah. right or it does relax it will get into a relaxed state so and essentially that's what we need the hip flexor to do right we need it to relax because it's constantly on especially if you're sitting all day Right. So in that in that end range, I'm going to have somebody breathe through it. and it could be as simple as just doing uh, five breaths. Right. You don't have to go, you know, 15, 20 breaths or go, you know, 60 seconds of breathing on one side right. and then switch it up, um, especially if somebody's breathing uh, incorrectly, which yeah. is also something that I coach is how to breathe correctly and get uh, full expansion uh, of your lungs, which is, is kind of hard for me to explain. Um without kind of demoing for everybody. But, um, again, you know, it's, it's really just as simple as putting your hand, um, you know, one hand at your belt and just think about breathing into your hand, um, and, and breathing in through your nose and out through your nose and just big, deep breaths and allowing your body to relax in right. the end state. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest benefit for a weightlifting belt as well. It just gives you a target to breathe against. Right. Um, so guys, that's pretty much it. The half kneeling stretch with the breathing cues, like he has been talking about is going to help your deadlift quite a bit. I've seen it happen with me. He's seen it happen with him. We've worked with a lot of clients that are using this. What I would suggest is go check out his Facebook page, mobile muscle, cause he has videos demonstrating these exact things. And that way, when you hear us talk about this stuff, you don't have to guess on the exact stretch or movement because you can watch him do it and break it down again. So check that out. Um, I am Cody McBroom and this is Theo Bowie and we are out. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.